0: Welcome back to our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan podcast. Sweet friends, um, new friends, I hope you will take your notes, you will take your coffee and a pen, a pencil, and you will take notes from this podcast because we have something really special for you. I'm Virginia Pradhan, the host of Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan podcast. I am the author of uh, memoir, Saving My Assassin. You can buy it on virginiapradhanbooks.com. And uh, this podcast started with your idea. Many of you read the, the book and said... I need you to train us and to teach us how to live a life of significance and success. And from there... We developed two invited courageous leaders, like our courageous uh, guest today, that will uh, teach us and train us and share with us how they started the journey and how they um, became courageous leaders, leading others to live a life of significance and success. And one, uh, our, our guest today is Dr. Jerry Newcomb. He is returning to our podcast. And he serves as a executive director of Providence Forum, which is now a division of the James Kennedy Ministry. He is um, uh, produced and created a series of seven hours long documentary for uh, Providence Forum on America. America's Judeo-Christian roots, he wrote books, he is uh, a guest on uh, many, many radio and television programs, um, he, um, the, his latest book about the blessing of liberty uh, is so important for us right now today. He is also an associate minister at the New uh, Presbyterian Church. Uh, in Florida, and he resides in uh, South Florida. He has two children and three grandchildren. And it looks like, Jay, welcome to our podcast. It looks like you're not affected by the bad weather that is in Florida right now.
1: No, uh, thank you, thank, uh, the Lord. And we are praying for those people as well uh, in the other parts. Uh, so, yes, yeah, very interesting. And we're excited to be on your program. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: We love, we love, uh, you share with our our um, audience viewers and um, uh, audience uh, lots of things about your book. Today, you want to share and encourage uh, our audience because we live in a society that is changing more and more, and it becomes darker and darker and more hostile to Christianity, and also... Uh, we have a generation that is thought and brainwashed that America is bad, that America stands for something horrible. I have to tell you, I have been in America for 35 years. I'm grateful that I was... Um, rescue from socialists and communists, and America is the greatest country in the world. But not many, many young people know what America stands for. So I will let you start and tell us how this love for America and love for training others, especially young people and all generations, uh, you know, that they believe that America is not the best country in the world.
1: Yeah, it is an amazing um, set of ironies, isn't it, that uh, people to this very day, Virginia, will risk their lives in order to come here to America. And then meanwhile, you have all these young Americans who are smug and they're basically resentful about America, partly because they've just been Fed a lot of, um, you know, a very distorted picture as far as American history. And there's a lot of ignorance about this, but uh, it's really kind of an amazing thing. It's almost like you wish some of these liberals that hate America so much, you wish they'd almost go to the, the border, the southern border, and all these people are risking their lives to come in. They should just stand there and say, hey, stop. Turn around, America stinks. You know we could solve the, the the open borders problem. You know by all these liberals. Uh, you know, but doing that, I'm I'm joking, of course. But well, I know I, know,
0: I know, Jerry, you are kind. But let me tell you, I will go the extra step. I will say, if you believe that America is bad, just go. Go back to where you came if you are an immigrant and you have been here for a while. Or go to Cuba, go to Brazil, go to any other, go to China and stay there not as an American but as a person from that country and see what communist and socialist stands for. And you will run back if you have the opportunity to run back to America.
1: That's so true. I mean, you think about even... The example of professional athletes uh, of America who have been vocal against the national anthem because they're they're basically vocal against what America stands for and so forth. And so anyway, I think of that example where that one Russian I'm, I'm sorry, that one uh, female basketball player from America was captured in Russia and held for several months, I guess, or at least several weeks in Russia. She used to protest the national anthem. I'm curious now what her view is about being in America now that she actually is in America, in a country where theoretically we have due process and so forth. There's a It's a big difference between how, uh, you know, America treats people versus how the rest of the world. And not that we're perfect by any means, but because of the Judeo-Christian roots of America, there is a a great deal of liberty that has been established here. You can feel it. You can feel it in the air. Uh, You're from Romania. You've told your story many times, and it's a fascinating story. Uh, One of your fellow Romanians who was... A Christian there in Romania when he was 12 years old, his father, who was a pastor, and the whole family got to come over to America to stay and be free after having lived under the tyranny in communist Romania. And I'm talking about a man named Harry Mahat. He now works for uh, Liberty Council, one of these Christian legal groups fighting for Christian yes. liberties in America. And Harry told me one time that when he was, when he first came to America, that was in Jacksonville, Florida, at the tarmac right there at the airport, he got down on his knees and he kissed the ground. He goes, Wow, we're finally here in America, the promised land. Now we fast forward to today, and thank God, he, like you, are working for liberties in this land of freedom, which should be totally free from these kinds of tyrannies. But because of the ignorance, about America's true roots and and American, you know, what America stands for and basic civics about America, we have a lot of freedom that's been eroded in the last several years. But my big message is we need to get back to the founding principles that made America great. And you see, when you look at the true history, God and the Christian faith played a critical role
0: I believe you are so right in everything that you said. Uh, but as a parent and as a person who came to America and learned so much about freedom here and enjoy the freedom, um, I will say one of the reasons we are in this situation where young people are turning their back to what America stands for is because we as parents, we forgot to be involved in school activity and see what our students are learning and teaching. More than that, uh, many times I tell parents during, during summertime, forget about Mickey Mouse and other things take your children to all these uh, monuments, all these places in America that speak about what America stands for, you take take your your initiative and train your, your children from a younger age. If you homeschool them or they go to private school or they go to public school, it's your responsibility. Whatever the school does, you should uh, emphasize, you know, what the parents do at school. Also, it's time for us to be involved in PDA, you know, Parents Teacher Association and be involved in everything that needs to be done and be a voice there, a city hall, you know, not just wait for our congressmen and senators and everything, but everything starts with us.
1: I think you're right, and I think uh, we should also uh, be, you know, cautious about these things in the sense that, for example, you mentioned taking the children to these monuments and so forth, recognize that sometimes the tour guides and so forth are misinformed about some of this uh, stuff. So, for example, uh, a high donor who was very much of the left gave millions of dollars to the home of James Madison and for related to the museum and the tours and so forth. And so now the reports are that you go to James Madison. Here's the a key architect of the Constitution. Some people call him the father of the Constitution. Other scholars say, well, that's maybe too high. In any event, he was a great advocate for it, a key leader in it. Well, he was a slave owner. And unfortunately, that was true of some of the other key founding fathers. And some of them dealt with it in different ways and so forth. But they were still were the midwives to our liberties by which one day slavery and other injustices would be removed. And they were. And so anyway, you go to, to James Madison's home today. And unfortunately, because of this high donor's gift for the le- from the left, Uh, People are basically, uh, you know, given a politically correct version of James Madison, but not an historically accurate version of James Madison, not recognizing the positive role that he played in helping to uproot injustices like slavery and helping to unleash the forces of freedom that so many of the founding fathers did in uh, in our nation. So my point there is that you have to supplement... Uh, the education that children are going to get, even in in tours and things like that, at the monuments. But you're absolutely right. Going to the places themselves, uh, you know, is is very important to see for yourself. But let, let me just say a few more things uh, about mass also, yeah,
0: also, I, I want to say, uh, Jay, you you are correct on that, and I'm not surprised. I am not surprised, so, uh, you know, making sure that your children and you know the right history. It's important because we should not be surprised that the liberals with their donation or whatever agenda they have, they will change a lot more than that specific place. You're right about that. Yeah,
1: it's so true. It's just like the book 1984. Uh, and 1984, written in 1948, and you kind of transpose mm-hmm. the two numbers. But here was a warning from George Orwell, former socialist, former communist, fellow traveler, if you will, who became far more conservative and wrote two classic novels against communism, Animal Farm and uh, 1984. But in 1984, he describes or you know has this nightmare scenario where in this future state, government controls everything, including history. And so they rewrite history constantly. And then the old history, the real history gets cut out from the history books and then is sent down into the furnaces, down the memory hole, into the furnaces below. And then all of a sudden the people only know the new history, not the real history. And that's happening, you know, with, with so much related to our founding fathers. We could see this a couple of years ago, when they started to to tear down all these statues, hey, they were not only tearing down statues of Robert E. Lee; they were star- tearing down statues of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, they were tearing down statues of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, you know, last time I checked, he was the guy you know involved with the the Emancipation Proclamation to to free the slaves and so forth. So, really, there is this war on America as founded. And what people don't realize is that the founding fathers gave us a system by which we could have these self correcting. Here's the essence of America in two phrases self rule under God. That's it. That's what America is all about. As my good friend Bill Federer likes to say, you know, who was the king in America? It's you and me. If you don't like the way America is going, well, you can partly blame yourself because you're in charge. Just like you were saying earlier, the parents are in charge of the children's education. God will hold us accountable, we who are parents, for our children's education. Now, if we send our children to the local school, those teachers are theoretically in parento loco. In other words, they're in the charge of, or in the place, rather, in the place of the parents, but still. Ultimately, the parents are responsible. And it's encouraging, Virginia, to see, despite all the liberals and, and the, the people on the left who just want to basically fundamentally transform America and change us from our Judeo Christian past and roots to something that, uh, you know, is more of a Marxist type country, which is not good. Not good at all, as you well know, as you well can testify. And so, anyway, as as they, they do that. These, these bureaucrats really honestly think that the, the state has more uh, responsibility and is in charge of the children's education. Who is in charge of the children? Who owns the children? The parents or the state? You know, Ultimately, God owns the children, but he has entrusted these children to the parents. Now we're in a situation where the state is often in contrast, or in contradiction to the parents' will, Do you remember when it is, the Virginia? It is, yeah, it go ahead. Is,
0: uh, uh, almost crazy to think and believe that in America we even discuss and ask the question: of Who has the power and influence over over children? This I agree. This is a question uh, from from socialists. When uh, socialists takes control and brainwash the children and do everything. And I want to mention one thing that you said uh, we are the king uh, here in this country, and you are so right. One of the most precious uh, value and freedom that we have here is that the government cannot come into our house without a warrant based on uh you know uh, a specific specific requirement and i remember during uh, during covid um uh, the government said that they will come and send people to our home to see if we are vaccinated. That was their way to take to take our our freedom and the right, you know, to tell the government. Now you do not have a warrant; you cannot come over here. And everybody was so fearful and everything. But a lots of uh, Texans because they are so um, uh, independent. Yes, independent and also
1: determined
0: to fight for freedom. They said, uh, "When the government comes, make sure that you know that behind the door, I am ready with my gun. If (laughs) you come to, uh, uh, you know, bust the uh, tear down my my door, I am protecting myself." and Soon and later, they, they will say, no, we will never do this and so forth. Because, like, the government will do whatever we accept. They will try. But if we accept it, we, we, they're going to win and we're going to lose those rights. You're perfectly right. And we have to go back not only to stand up but to have the real history uh maybe people will uh, will be smart and go to half-price bookstore and look for old books that talk about the real america not the new books that you know uh denigrated america
1: very true in fact uh By God's grace, I was able to make a seven part series of films, hour long each, and then there's additional bonus material in each of the DVDs of these seven part films uh, at providenceforum.org. And this, this series is called The Foundation of American Liberty. And if anybody asks me, well, what's the foundation of American liberty? It's our Judeo Christian roots. In effect, what this series of films does, it answers this question these two questions. What's right about America and how did it get that way? And we show, starting with the pilgrims, that the whole goal was, here was a a small group of Christians. In fact, it was a particular congregation from mid-England that just wanted to worship Jesus Christ and the purity of the gospel just reading the Bible for themselves and, and not being interfered by, you know, the government and the government forcing them to conform and so forth. And they were harassed and they were persecuted. They finally left. They were able to leave England. That itself wasn't easy. We're talking about in the early 1600s and they made it over to Holland and they stayed in Holland for about 11 to 12 years. But then there were some danger signals coming, uh, to warning, you know, against their freedom, and so then they were able to, uh, by God's grace, come over to America. Just a small part of the, of the, of that particular congregation came over at first, and then they were able to send over others later, and uh, they founded, for all practical purposes, as Dennis Prager puts it, and he's one of the guests in our uh, video. They founded, for all intents and purposes, the United States of America. They cast a very long shadow, and yet this was one particular denomination. For example, they were in the Mayflower, and uh, when they finally arrived in America, they were blown off course, and they were technically not under the government's jurisdiction because they were in a place in North America, but that was away from the northern parts of Virginia, which is where they were heading. And so they had some people on board who were sympathetic to their church colony, but they weren't members of their particular congregation. And some of those people hired hands like the military and barrel maker and so forth. Some of them discussed, you know, Hey, when we're in the new world or in the new land, we're not in the Northern parts of Virginia. We're not being held necessarily liable to the agreement we signed up to. So the the pilgrims made world history in the Mayflower Cabin before they even set one foot on American soil. They wrote up the Mayflower Compact, uh, November 11th, 1620. This was the first agreement for self-government under God written on American soil. And the whole point of it was to basically have a kind of like a living... a a, a working constitution, you know, something that they would all agree on, a written agreement. Again, self-rule under God. It was the first step toward what ultimately led 150 years later to the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution. Self-rule under God. The Mayflower Compact begins in the name of God. Amen. And they talk about how they came over for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And they said that we covenant and combine ourselves into a civil body politic. And so they made everybody agree to sign this. Uh, in those days, it was the men. They made, they had all the men uh, sign this agreement for self-government under God. And that was the first among many different documents like that written by Pilgrims and Puritans, mainly then later we'll be talking about just Puritans, and Quakers and other Christian groups, nonconformists. And these agreements for self-government basically bound the the colony together, but they were based on what? On the biblical concept of covenant. Now, you get to...
0: What what do you think? I I love this self-government idea. What do you think? think needs to happen in America to have this kind of idea and purpose for people?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. My wife is from another country and uh, we were married in her home church in Norway in 1980. She decided to become an American citizen. And as she did, all the different research in order to pass the test, the citizenship test. Uh, She had already, by that time, she'd already helped me with some of my books and everything. She just totally aced the test. She knew more information about America than the people, you know, testing her. But it's interesting, Dr. Lilbeck, who founded Providence Forum and gave it to D. James Kennedy Ministries, and I'm privileged to be the director of it, he once told me, you know, it would be great if this, just even the basic citizenship test that foreigners coming to America to become American citizens have to know, if every American could know even just those basic facts. So, you know, the fact that so many of the Americans who came and started this country came here for religious liberty. I mean, we're in a situation, Virginia, where religious liberty is at risk in America. Are you kidding me? This country was founded. By Christians for religious liberty, which we then generously gave to people of other persuasions. And now, you know, we're finding ourselves in a situation where our religious liberty is at risk. That's crazy. But I think if a, if a lot of people just knew some of the basic stuff about America's history, that's why I've tried to, you know, in this Foundation oh, of American you're, you're Liberty you're, series, you know, inform you're, you're, people
0: You are thinking the lack of knowledge is the problem. Yes. And the lack of knowledge, I will say, um, first of all, needs to be, you know, this knowledge needs to be taught in school and at home. Yes. And if, um, I don't know if I require a test, like, uh, I, I took a test as, as a political refugee. Well, that's so.
1: just, that's one, that's one thought. But the idea is to just get this basic information out about America's founding principles. I mean, for example, just within the last week of you and I having this discussion, all right, in Colorado, there was a school where this 12-year-old boy yes. had a backpack, and, and in the backpack or on the back of the backpack, he had a little patch of the classic Gadsden flag. It's a yellow field. People have seen this. It's got the the rattlesnake, and, and it says, don't tread on me. And this was something from the American War for Independence from the early, you know, from the mid-1770s. And yet the school officials said, oh, you can't have that. This is a symbol from the the days of slavery and represents the slavery and the slave trade. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But the ignorance of the school officials uh, you know, it's like wow—they're the ones teaching future generations. Uh, this is crazy, but but there is this this war on America's founded, and I think that the battle over history is such a critical point. It's it's like that 1984 novel, you know, where again so many of the the, the true facts of history get sent down the memory hole. So. I think what you're doing, Virginia Perdon, to to inform people about, you know, America, what it really stands for. And, you know, now we're not perfect by any means. You know, I love the the hymn, America, America, God, men, thine every flaw. You know, that's so true. But even the founders have said in the Constitution, they said in order to form a more perfect union, you know, we're writing this this thing. And they 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 even Allowed within it the amendment process. So if there's changes that are needed, we can amend the constitution. Uh, But I think we're at a point now where so many young Americans have been lied about, about America. No wonder they hate America.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Uh, You know,
1: remember George W. Bush, he had a good sense of humor. I remember there were some times when he was president, and sometimes i mean there were just vicious lies told about him sometimes you'd see his picture and they would they had the hitler mustache you know as if he was a adolf hitler and so forth and he once said kind of you know jokingly gosh you know if i believed all the terrible things told about me i wouldn't like me either
0: oh, yes yeah that is so true well the essence is and i love that that you emphasize is a lack of knowledge not only from the students but also from teachers that are teaching the wrong things. Parents need to take responsibility and each one of us, we have to go back and learn the reality about this country and influence others based on what the reality is. And just take take them, take young people or people that think bad about America, take them to lunch, take them to different, uh, and listen to what they said and um, ask questions. And give them the right perspective, and, and I hope that that will will help American. I'm so grateful for you, Jay, for coming here for the seven um, you know hours uh, that you created, and for people to go there is It's providenceforum.org, and I hope they will uh, they will see those uh, documentaries, and they will watch it with with their friends, with their children. And I just want to thank you again for coming to our podcast.
1: Jay. Oh, thank you. And, and you know, I, I tell you what, since a lot of people don't necessarily have all the time to watch, you know, full seven hours, we've actually broken them down into little five minute segments, just so people can watch and and see, you know, some of these main points. Uh, it's an exciting story. And just the, here's the bottom line. Our rights come from God. Our founders of this country recognize that fact and put it in writing and you know when you have god given rights then uh it's wrong it's wrong anyway but it's wrong for the state to come you know banging on the door in the middle of the night and take you away for questioning and you never see the person again as as you experience in romania and if america isn't careful we could go down that same kind of path and uh You know, the the warning signs are there. So we have to get back
0: to recognizing
1: we're one nation under God.
0: Yes, absolutely. The signs are there and it's time for us to be active. It's time for us to do what God is asking us to do. And again, Jay, thank you so very much. Thank Thank you you. to all of you watching and listening to our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. It's uh, on uh, uh, had been uh, Fee, apple podcast you will find all the links uh, down and uh, i am i'm grateful for for you coming here i'm grateful for your question your comments and uh, your suggestion i hope you support our our podcast and uh, i hope that you take notes and apply what you, we all have learned and in this podcast and until next time god bless you and keep us posted and what god told you to do and how you accomplish um, everything that needs to be done for this country so we can go back to America, free America with uh, freedom and liberty given by God and established by our founding father. We can be part of this legacy too. God bless you and see you later.